Tube Fidget, a BFRB podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fidget, the podcast for your BFRB toolbox. We're really excited to have you here, hopefully some new listeners out there, and um, super excited to introduce our guest today. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We have um, Cheyenne, who runs the Instagram Skin Picking Illustrator. And it is Cheyenne who made our just beautiful, mind-blowing logo. And so we're <laughs> so excited uh, to talk to you um, about, yeah, I just, I think the process and um, your BFRB. I don't know, Cheyenne, do you want to introduce yourself any further than that? Uh, yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Um... Yeah, as you said, I'm running the Skin Picking Illustrator page and I love doing that. And we're going to talk about it, how I came up with it and how I, how I experience it. Um, and I'm a, an illustrator as profession. So this is like a project for me. But besides that, I do also other illustration things. But this is a really important uh, part for my job. Because, uh, yeah, it's very personal and um, I want to share more. And this is also a way to share more. So really thankful for being here. Yeah. And you're coming, you're calling from the Netherlands, which is yes. also super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a soft yeah. spot for it. <laughs> it's snowing there today. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. We're so happy. It's snowing the whole week, I think. And it's also very cold. I'm very cold right now, but it's it's fun (laughs) because it it used to be very cold every winter, but last year's it it didn't snow anymore. So this is just how it used to be. (laughs) The good old days. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Playing in the snow. (laughs) Yeah. So Cheyenne, how, how long have you been running your Instagram page now? A little bit over a year, right? Yes. Yes. I started in... November in 2019, to be exact. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a big big thing back then to start it. Even so, I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like what um, what pushed you, or what what was the thing? I, I don't know if there's one thing that triggered you to start yeah, it. Yeah, there was there was a thing. <laughs> um, well. I was studying uh, still at the art academy and I was in my last year. So I had to come up with a subject to, to graduate with. So this, this idea to make uh, something with skin picking about that subject that was sitting in my mind for like two years and then the time came and then I have to choose it. It was really, really stressful and I was very nervous because no one knew in my class or my teachers. I told, I didn't told anyone. So yeah. And that's why I also started that uh, Instagram page because I didn't know if people were waiting to see like illustration about skin picking. I, I was very insecure about it. So you, you think no one's want to see your work and, well, I thought I'd just share a post anonymous uh, so it, it doesn't have my name on my page. I still didn't share anything about my name, I think. But uh, that's why I had the nerve to do it. So no one knew I was it. So that's when I started uh, 
posting and I get some reactions, a few then back then, but like one reaction was all, was like, wow, (laughs) I didn't know anyone would relate to this. So that was really special. And also why I kept going. And uh, that's the reason why I choose that subject to graduate with, which I, I passed this summer. So I, I am an illustrator now. Wow, <laughs> um, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so uh, that's the whole reason why I posted, just to to see if someone would relate to it. And yeah, that's the whole reason. <laughs> and then I built it from there. So yeah, it was just a sketch for my sketchbook, I remember. And now I make really detailed drawings with... Uh, concept sketches before I work on it very detailed it because I'm very detailed in my illustration so yeah <laughs> I think that's the answer to your question yeah one thing that I find really striking about your work is yeah how detailed it is and how you're you're really like showing the layers of the skin in some of the the illustrations and it's yeah, it's it's quite eye-opening because it's not something that I necessarily think about. Like, I'd love to see an equivalent for trichotillomania because I have, mm-hmm. like, so many things I observe about what my hair looks like and when I pull it out, like, what the follicle looks like. And it's, like, I'm looking for certain textures. And so there's something really fascinating about the how close up you get with it. Um, yeah, thank you. I, yeah, I I have a I have an idea with trichomelomania, uh, but I I don't have it uh, myself. But I can really push myself to see it from that view, if you know what I mean. Mm. Because I feel a connection with it, and somehow it it is not the same. But with all the feelings and stuff like that, it is the same kind of. So I have some ideas with it, but I don't know if if that's something I wanna work on because I don't experience it myself but I don't know <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just curious about the like the decision to to illustrate it in that way it's almost like a scientific like it's yeah, almost that's, that's a big inspiration uh, mm-hmm. for uh, the illustration I made um, well besides that it, it has a connection uh, I I think well I I know it <laughs> I don't yeah um and I think it's very a beautiful way to illustrate it like that because I am very detailed on my skin. I'm looking at it from this angle, very close. So I see everything and that's the problem. I see everything. So uh, that's why I think it's beautiful that my illustration is also detailed because that's how I really see it. I see every little thing I draw and I see it on my skin. So... But besides that, I'm all, I always been a very detailed person and very perfectionist and also with little things. But yeah, but you can see that through also through my dermatillomania, I think. I really, I really focused on the little things and yeah, the little things on my skin. So in everything in my life. <laughs> So that's, I think that's the reason why I, it's like a kind of my style, style, yes. And also, what, what else I want to say? 
uh, I don't know anymore. But yeah, um, perfectionism is something that Adele and I have talked about in the past, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, maybe something that I struggle with is like knowing when, like, something's done, like, ha- like, or it's like ready to release or something i i don't know how do you how do you make that decision with one of your drawings like you know being so detail oriented and so mm-hmm. like you know wanting everything to be perfect oh when it's finished yeah like when do you ah. know something's finished um when i'm sick of it <laughs> <laughs> literally sometimes i'm i'm so sick of it looking so many hours to one drawing and also when I'm drawing and that's what I don't like first when I was younger I draw because it was a hobby and it was fun but now I draw because I wanted to I want to tell something and I want to tell it perfectly so when Mm -hmm. I draw I have constant thoughts about how it it's a failure or it's not good enough or I have different color of this this is wrong so that's also very tiring. So sometimes I think, yeah, it's just done. I, I I can't look at it anymore. And sometimes I just have to just step away and look the other day to it and think, yeah, it's it's already finished. And sometimes it's it's finished like two days ago, and then I regret regret uh, adding more details. Uh, so that's also a, a, an example for just let it go but it's very difficult when you're in that state of mind just so focused so sometimes you have to step away or I show it to other people and they say yeah it's fine and then I think oh yeah you're right so then I just think it's finished and then I post it and then or do nothing with it for weeks and then think from "Mm, now I can post it or I never post it so it's very difficult road sometimes but yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's my progress <laughs> yeah it's interesting how we we kind of do this to ourselves <laughs> like this makes me this is so relatable to so many of my hobbies or my like work that I really enjoy and that's and that's the reason I do it because I or I feel like you know it's aligned with what I want to contribute to the world but then I get into these cycles where I just become so hard on myself. Like, so it has to be perfect for it to be even worth it. And uh, I talked about this with Jason a while ago where it felt like um, if I couldn't do it perfectly, then I just shouldn't do it at all. So like being part of a, of a group mm-hmm. or something, if I couldn't contribute hundred percent, then I should just like fade away into the background. Mm-hmm. And, um, but somehow still continue to do those things. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting to hear about that challenge and, you know, it's such a big part of your life. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's interesting to catch myself when it becomes an excuse to, mm-hmm. um, like, I could just get so paralyzed of, uh, yeah, like, it's not worth doing, like you said, Adele. And um, I, I think I, I heard this thing, um, I was just reading this article yesterday where it introduced this idea of, like, playing is winning like the the process or you know we get so caught up in the result that we don't enjoy the process Mm -hmm. and so what they did is they flipped it and they said you know when you're 
Sometimes people only play to win, but the winning already happens in the play. Um, I don't know if that's uh, that's clear, but I guess with with perfectionism, yeah, you just get so caught up in the result that it takes away from the process, and that's really. I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah, um. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and this is actually a question I had coming into the conversation today. I've noticed, so there are certain things I really like to do, like writing, for example. It's something I want to do more of and something I want to work on, but it's a creative outlet, I guess, for me. And sometimes I'm writing away and then I actually find that I can't stop myself from pulling my hair in that circumstance or even in the past when we've recorded um, a podcast episode and our Zoom wasn't working so we couldn't actually see each other and I started pulling my hair because I would, well, I don't know why exactly, but I assume it's because I was, you know, immersed in it, thinking through it, like I really care about it and, and pulling my hair is sort of like accompanying me through this process that isn't simple, but it's important. And so I was wondering if that's ever something you've come across in your work. Like, do you find that that your art can be a trigger for gematillomania? And yes. if so, how? Do you, like, have you found any ways to work with that, or is it just like something you accept and, and go along with? <laughs> it it is a big part when for my art to pick my skin. Sadly, I don't like it that I do that, but I don't have to be so hard on myself. But I still love it enough to just keep going. And also that I have this project, it's just amazing, I think. Um, and what was the question again? <laughs> well, I was just wondering, so, okay, so that was one thing I was curious about is whether it was a trigger, but then yeah. also have you found any ways to to cope with that like yes uh i i i'm seeing a therapist for like three years now so that's uh, she's learning me things to do to um not do it or just uh, catch that moment when i want to do it or just don't be so harsh on myself but just um yeah i i i write what i think so it becomes real, so it doesn't stay in my head. And then I see what weird things I'm thinking sometimes when I write it down. And that's just a way to come out of that focus point. You, you know what I mean? So uh, that's, that is a way. Or also call my boyfriend or my mother or just uh, go for a walk. But I find that very difficult to make that decision on that moment. So it's still an everyday struggle still when I want to make art and illustrate things. But like I said, I love it too much to not to still continue it. Also, it is still a trigger to my skin picking. Um, uh, when I'm with my therapist, I try to understand myself uh, more and more. And I'm on a good path right now so first uh, like four years ago when I started the art academy I was very it was at a very low point so I couldn't make anything and now I make stuff so that is a very uh, 
uh, accomplishment. Yeah, I don't know if I can really go any further answering the question. I think I did it. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting tension, I, I find, that I observe. In a, it's sort of like, well, can't, I'm not going to stop reading altogether because that's a trigger for me. But uh, it's frustrating that it's also <laughs> a source of something I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, so one thing that, and I was wondering if this is something you experience as well, but one thing I have to do is I, I sort of prime myself before I start reading, for example, where it's like, okay, just make sure that like I take some deep breaths, that I'm in the right, the right, the a comfortable sort of mindset because I know it's going to be a challenge and have my fidget toy with me like I do now. Um, Which fidget toy? Um, it's... <laughs> It's, I don't, do they have names? It's like, uh, yeah. like wooden blocks that oh. are all connected by an elastic. So you can move it around into different shapes. Hmm. And I'm always, I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only one I have so far. I'd love to try others, but um, yeah, I have a couple. So I have one near my bed and one near my desk. So that, because I know these are kind of the more triggering places. But yeah, I guess it's, what I mean to say is it's, like setting the stage for hopefully a successful <laughs> experience <laughs> um, but we're like minimizing the likelihood that I'll sort of get because it's true for me as well like once I start really hard to stop so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Cheyenne one of my uh uh favorite posts of yours that you have is um I think Uh, maybe one of the first ones you posted, um, and Adele will laugh at me, but uh, it's one where you said uh, you you like skim picking. It, it used to take up like 70 minutes of your day, but now yeah. it's only like 30 minutes. Do you remember this post? It has like yeah, all the I different boxes. Yeah, I remember the text, but I... Which illustration? Well, I'm looking at it. It, it, it mm -hmm. has like all the different boxes, and it like oh, you have, I think, different time. times. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think this was, I, Adele, I think this was one of our very first conversations when we first met in person. You you talked about like, yeah, just the amount of time your uh, uh, pulling takes in your day. And I guess, um, yeah, I don't know how, like how... Uh, Like, how much data do you collect on how much time, you know, like, are you consciously watching, like, oh, it's 70 minutes or? Um... Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I'm constantly, well, not constantly uh, watching my, my time, but uh, I, I, I just know what time it is. So then I keep uh, picking and then. Sometimes in between or after it, I watch the time again so I know wh how long I've did it. Not the exact time, but like, uh, yeah, you you know. But <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah, I, I'm always living with time. It sounds very weird, but um, I don't want to live like w watching the time all the time. <laughs> I can't explain it really well, mm. but... Uh, it's very stressful to uh, oh, 
also with everyday tasks like uh, oh that's how how long i i did it and i have to do all that other stuff and how i'm gonna make it in this day so that's the my whole thing for the whole day watching your time and how how long i do stuff and how much i have to do still so i'm always watching the time and also with picking i just know how long i've been doing it and it's very frustrating with well, also sometimes it's just five minutes and then I'm very happy. But also it's sometimes it's three hours and then I'm very, very sad. Um, but it's also, it's very interesting to uh, to watch it uh, if you like for a week maybe. Because it first I didn't do it, but my therapist said it uh, would be um, uh, an eye-opening opener. Because I always thought it was very long, uh, like I was picking for uh, three hours, but it was just one hour. But in my head, it uh, and it feels almost so uh, long, but it isn't always, if, I, if you yeah. understand. So that's very interesting. Adele, are, is that still something you, yeah, do you think about? Like, do you find you pull and like these long like it it takes up a lot of time in your day I don't think I have the experience of having long periods of time like one to three hours I think in my head it's more small chunks of my day that are devoted to this um with not intentionally but and they add up so I think for me it's not like that's happened a couple times I think Usually it's more like, okay, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But then if you do that like five times during the day, then it really adds up. And yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I was saying this morning, like, I feel flustered. I feel like my timeline is off. I mean, part of the reason is because I woke up and I just like couldn't stop pulling my hair. So I couldn't get started with this list of things and this like agenda that I had for my Sunday. And it sort of, I feel like I'm getting back on track now. It's all going to be fine, but it's frustrating that I couldn't just have like a relaxing morning, get started, feel on top of things. Um, So yeah, I think it's a combination of the amount of time it feels like it takes, but also how I feel the rest of the time as a result, if that makes sense. Like if things are condensed a little bit more. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in both those answers and, uh, to what you were saying um, before Adele about like how you have to like mentally prepare yourself of like I'm about to read I'm about to do you know kind of maybe this stressful scary thing I yeah it I think something that really mm, yeah maybe bothers me about my BFRB is like the like the heaviness in which like I feel like I have to carry this thing around just all the time and just always carrying it, always considering it. Um, it always, yeah, like plays a factor of, mm, am I going to like this? Is it going to make my hands hurt? You know, is it going to trigger me in some way? Um, and just like on edge, uh, feeling that I need to, you know, sometimes I, I heard this thing about like um, when you work in a service job, you're always like performing a little bit, you know, like if a customer comes in, you have to like, Oh, be nice to them. Like, how was your day? You know, um, that almost like there's that like emotional labor and that's kind of what it feels like sometimes 
Mm. Or that's something I've been thinking about recently about a BFRB is just like the the constant emotional labor of like caring and performing and um, mm. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I like for me that's both external, so towards other people and acting you know how I I want to act around them or how I think I should and then but it's also internal in terms of um like pep talking myself <laughs> about okay you know had a hard like beginning to the day but we can do it like pull it together and all that stuff and I think that does actually take a lot of energy to constantly be in this dialogue with myself um about my BFRB so yeah but one thing that I was I was thinking of with the whole conversation around time um, and like what you said, Cheyenne, about, you know, sometimes it feels like three hours, but it's just one. But I imagine sometimes it's the opposite or at least for me, sometimes it's like, oh, that was just five minutes. And it's like, oh, no, that was half an hour. No, um, but it makes me think of uh, lately I've been trying to reduce how much time I spend on my phone because I have this feeling of like social media being this black hole <laughs> um, that I don't want to get sucked into. But, and I know that there are ways to like, try, and I'm sure Jason would have done this, <laughs> which is like check like how long I've spent on apps or like I, there's apps that you can get that like tell you how much time you spent. But like the idea of looking into that is actually really scary and I don't even want to look at it I'd rather just like stop <laughs> because I know it's too much the idea of like tracking how much the mere the, like the numbers the data I feel like that'll freak me out more so yeah I was just thinking about like the benefit of being aware of like what is objectively going on versus like I don't know making decisions based on on feeling like I know it's too much so I'm going to move away from it but I do know that like the, having the data can make <laughs> decisions it's just I find it so scary so like I don't really yeah, it's, the FRB it's interesting because when it's when is it too much it's for you maybe five minutes but for me a uh, half hour so you have to make you know look at yourself don't yeah so it's interesting what you said yeah <laughs> um, my response to that Adele is um, <laughs> like I think um, like uh, I, I think it's like worth the experiment to collect the data but yeah like it's important not to measure yourself against other people which I think is what Cheyenne is saying and like mm -hmm. like only measure it to yourself in your own like historical average I guess um Like, I, I think the same thing could be said with, like, um, budgeting. Like, uh, yeah. I, I try to, like, download my credit card statements. Maybe I'll do it, like, three or four times a year. And then um, I check, like, oh, how much did I spend going out to restaurants? I mean, not in COVID, but, um, like, yeah, just, like, what my baseline is. And then what I try to do is, like, set a target of, okay, if I spent $200 in restaurants in this month, my target is like to spend 180, you know, or, or whatever it is. Um, if, if that's my goal, if I think I'm spending too much eating out. Um, but yeah. And like having that, that 
basis that uh, history of data helps me inform that decision. And I, I think it helps me be more reasonable with myself. Um, like, you know, I'm not expecting to cut my time in half. I'm using data to say, okay, you know, 5% improvement. That's, <laughs> that's good. Um, or it's something tangible to work towards, I think. Yeah, I think the key there is how is, again, probably for me, is like the mindset of how I go into it. Because if it's like, all right, well, how bad did I do this month? And then mm. looking at it and then using that as a way to judge myself, I guess, like, that's probably what I would, that might be a risk with some budgeting stuff. Like, um, I find it really nerve wracking, because it's like, oh, what if I did poorly? It's like I'm, like I'm performing in some way. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, I like your description, Jason, of like, it's a tool to work with yourself, basically. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just something I'm trying to figure out, like, how much, how to approach it and, like, how to use information in a productive way, but also, like, not make it, not make it, not give yourself a stick to hit not not provide a <laughs> stick to hit yourself with it's more about the carrot than the stick <laughs> yeah um yeah. so on that um point Cheyenne I, I think your more recent post um or the one that you just posted was around recovery and what recovery mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know um do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah. um how, how your idea of recovery has changed, maybe. Yeah, well, it's. It, I have been thinking about it because of your podcast, but I was already feeling it, but I find it's very hard to put it towards what I'm feeling. So it um, got me thinking when I listened to your podcast. And, well, it changed when I started my Instagram uh, because, uh, yeah, I... I at that time, I thought I have to not do it anymore ever to recover. That was my definition of recover. But I've got so many great responses on my post and interactions with my followers and also very uh, much uh, tips I got to improve uh, my mental health and stuff like that. And Basically, I began to accept it. Just accept it. It's just a part of me. And also, I've told like everyone I know <laughs> that I've, I'm doing this because I'm also talking about my project. So it was uh, more easily to begin talking about it. So, well, my, my parents, they already uh, knew it. But now my classmates and my teachers and my... Uh, the family of my boyfriend and uh, like everyone. Um, and well, beginning to talk about it very lightly, I think. Well, it, it is heavy, but in a light way, because I'm just doing a project about it. <laughs> and also I'm, I have, I have experienced this also. <laughs> so that was kind of my uh, opening, but um yeah, I realized I I accepted more, and that's wh- where I talked about it in my post that it uh, had a, a weight of my shoulders because uh, I was all 
I was always fighting it that it wasn't a part that it uh I hated that it was a part of me and now I just accept that it's that it's me and it is a way to cope with uh feelings that I'm feeling and that's okay because um I'm experienced this uh in a kind of way and that's how I am I am sensitive so uh how can I be better to myself to just love myself and yeah not pick my skin but do some uh yoga or uh, just eating that's the simplest uh example but eating is sometimes very hard for me just uh, because I'm picking so much I just keep skip a meal and that's not healthy but yeah eating is is also an uh um a goal <laughs> but um yeah, I I don't I don't know where where it started. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that, that's great. That's great. I guess a, a a follow up question to that is, and you sort of mentioned it earlier, like when you first started your Instagram, it was anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. How before before your project, like, how many like friends do you think you knew about your skin? Mm, only my best friend, I think, and and my boyfriend and. Mm-hmm. That's it. And my family and my parents and my brother. But I didn't like to talk about it. I hate talking about it. I hated talking about it. I mean, I've, I was always very ashamed what they will think. And uh, I always felt they uh, didn't really understand it, but they tried to understand it. But it's very hard. So that uh, was... Uh, a very an eye opening t- to see people online talking about it. I've never talked about w- about it with someone who was also have dermatillomania or hair pulling or some BFRB. So that that's what helped me, I think. And I it's stupid that I well it's not stupid, but it's just I that I didn't think that uh, before. I mean. Mm. I have this like 10 years and now I'm just, but that's okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, the internal struggle right now. But <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, that is exactly how I felt. Um, and almost um, to Adele, like uh, what you said there, Cheyenne, of like <laughs> how you hated that dermatillomania was like a part of you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were so shamed and, you you know people knew but you hated talking about it and like you didn't you don't want to even begin that conversation and that's why um uh Adele I I I don't know when um like when you posted about it um that you know you wanted to talk about BFRBs and trick I was like not upset with myself but a little upset with myself it's like oh it's so simple why didn't I just think to begin the conversation um and now that you sort of like paved the way and like we're courageous to do that I'm like oh yeah this this is something that I could do too like why did I spend yeah like 10 years of my life um letting this weigh me down um and uh yeah, so I, I I think that's funny, and um, I I don't know Adele, where where in your journey do you think like you hated your trick? I don't know if that's mm. that makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we still go through phases. <laughs> it's like, a, 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 I think staying, allowing myself to be kind to myself is, is an ongoing struggle. I, I would say probably the peak of not liking my trick would be when it really started affecting me as a teenager. So probably like 13, 14. And when it made me feel like I couldn't interact with my peers in the way that I wanted to, like that I was self-conscious about, you know, people finding out or what my hair looked like um, in grade eight. Actually, I'm surprised this didn't come up with Ellie, but we, we had swim class um, every week and it was part of gym, right? And so even the idea of like, okay, you know, had to tie my hair up a certain way so that I wouldn't, um, so people wouldn't see. And then like in the change rooms, trying to get ready to go back to class after because it was in the middle of the day. So I guess, yeah, I, th- I think grade seven, grade eight were, were the hardest um, in terms of like, I just don't want this to be part of who I am. Like, I don't want this to be something I feel like I need to, to talk to people about. Yeah. At the same time, I think there were moments, like, it's interesting how that happens. I think it, as, as a teenager, you also, or I also was looking for things that helped to define who I was in relation to other people. So it was almost like this tiny part of me that was like, well, this is, like, kind of unique, I guess. And, like, I was, it was almost like something that helped helped differentiate me from other people, but it was like, it wasn't like something I was super proud of, but I don't know. It's almost like, oh, wow. You know, almost feeling sorry for myself and like feeling, um, I don't know if you ever feel this when you're like sad about something and it's like, okay, I'm so sad. Like, this is so difficult. And I'm like, man, if anyone else could understand how difficult this is, I don't know there's like a a weird kind of um, satisfaction that comes out of that too and I feel like I did experience that a little bit as well so yeah have you ever felt that like and yeah yeah, I'm just why (laughs) like no and and I think over time I've come to realize that just people have different things that they're challenged with and dealing with and so I don't feel that need to feel sorry for myself anymore but I also feel a little bit like more prepared to or a lot more prepared to talk to people about it because I know that they probably have things that are difficult to talk about even if it's not the same but I have a question how how did you came to talk about it what what was the the point where when when you uh had, yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> well I mean the first friend I told was actually in grade eight and I think at that point it was really like looking for connection in in a way and um like I've, I've talked to Jason about this before and I think in the podcast episode like mm-hmm. this feeling of loneliness of people not knowing what I was experiencing um my parents knew right from the beginning because it's hard to hide and like I've I'm 
we have a pretty good like, communication. So I'm really grateful for that. But I think it's only in the last few years that I've really wanted to talk about it more openly to for from like 14 or 13, 14 till the end of university or like mid university. Um, it was very much like I would select, you know, like these are the people that I want to disclose to because they're really close to me and it's like a process that I think we should go through. And then, yeah, in the last few years, I've just wanted to share, which is why, you know, the social media post and just like trying to bring it up to be more casually as a, yep, this is something I do. <laughs> and it just, it's, yeah, I think that just desire to, to feel more connected to people and more like transparent about who I am. Yeah. I, I think for so long, I only shared out of like absolute necessity, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, like even when people asked and like they they wanted to know other people were curious i would come up with excuses lie to their face you know do anything um like not to talk about it i wasn't ready to share and um i think yeah that that was the the energy that i put out like people my friends who did know they wouldn't, they would be afraid to ask me. Um, they would be afraid to talk about it because I never like, yeah, they're like, Oh, Jason, well, um, Adele, I think last time you were talking about bid for connection and how, you know, like when we, when we need something and we like, maybe like make a passive aggressive remark and then all that, my friend better pick up on that or else they're not a very good friend. (laughs) Um, I think, um, yeah, maybe I did that where I internally thought like, oh, I'm hurting right now. I need help. Um, and I'm like testing my friends a little bit. Like they're going to, this will separate like what's a really good friend um, is they'll know that this is my bid for connection and I need help. But uh, that was such a like self-defeating, like destructive thought pattern that I had for myself that, yeah, no, no one talk to me about it i i couldn't talk about it um and it was very harmful for a long time um but i i I think um i i really like what you said there about you know you you get excited to share about it or like this is something that makes unique you unique and like special and honestly that's almost like you know within fidget like if we can make talking about BFRBs like celebratory, right? Like, oh, let's celebrate the facts that, you know, we're, this is something that's a part of us that we're trying to go through. And it, um, I don't know, it connects us. It's it's connected us to you, Cheyenne. <laughs> or like, what can we, what, what can we share that we've learned through this experience? Like, I think, um, I don't know. I think celebrating BFRBs, I, I could see that being, I don't know. Like, I don't, (laughs) I could, because my goal is still to, like, manage it and not have it, like, take over my life. So I don't want to be like, oh, yay, I did, like, spent an hour pulling, like, that's awesome, I want to do more. (laughs) Um, But I think, like, celebrating the the positives that come out of it, whether that's, like, learning to be more aware of my body or, like, learning various coping mechanisms for anxiety, 
that I can then talk to other people about that we, yeah, we can connect about like the human experience in a way that um, I just don't think that many other experiences in my life have allowed me to, uh, to connect with people in this way. So yeah, there's some, there's some benefits. (laughs) <laughs> like you said in the in a previous episode, you said, I have a quote, quote right here, uh, grateful for recovery, uh, deep level of self-awareness. I thought that was very beautiful to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I write it down. <laughs> because it is, it is, is you, you get very self-aware also of other things, but I I meet some people who doesn't even have that kind of ability. So I think it's good to have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yay, us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're not like, um, yeah, messing up so much. Um, I, I think maybe that was part of my, my shame and fear that I was like a bad person. Like mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to go further than that, but I was just like not good um, because I, you know, would scratch my skin and um, like, I don't equate those two anymore. Like I think before I was stuck on this of, Oh, I'm scratching. I'm bad. I'm scratching. I'm bad. This is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm scratching. I'm bad. And it's like, now I can, I can hold these two. Like they're not even contradictory. Like it's like, yes, I scratch my skin, but I'm still a good person and I'm trying my best, you know, like both of those are true. Um, And like, I have space to hold both of them now, whereas maybe before I didn't. Mm. Yeah. I wonder even like the, the, between celebratory and um, <laughs> whether with whether the goal is for it to become neutral, like it's this is an experience in my life, and then and it's neither good nor bad. But then, like observing the maybe the outcomes or the the, the other things that are happening around it, and focusing on whether those are the like, things. I want to experience or not experience. Maybe th- I'm wondering if that's maybe the focus. Like, okay, I pulled my hair. That was how I coped. That's like neither good nor bad. It made me feel self-conscious. It it made me criticize myself in my head. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> this is what I want to address. And so like, okay, so what's the thing that will make me feel really positive about myself like oh, okay going for a bike ride wow, that made me feel really happy and like proud to be me <laughs> so yeah I don't know I wonder if there's a way to shift it so it's sort of in the middle do you want to talk about the logo oh hmm? sorry oh, I was thinking maybe we could like shift the the conversation a bit to the logo because oh. we're super stoked I think um, as we wrote uh, in our many emails, <laughs> um, <laughs> at least for, yeah, I just, I thought it was really cool to see how an illustration could really make 
the podcast feel like a real podcast. Um, like it, it became a thing. Like before it was us recording ourselves and now it's <laughs> like a podcast. So thank you again. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, thank you for the opportunity. Do you have a favorite toy um, <laughs> that you use, Cheyenne? Uh, yes, but I also don't know the name, but I'm... Wait, wait. Yes, go get it, go get it. <laughs> I really like this one. It's full, It's named a Tangle Track, I think. And you can also do a lot of things with it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it looks like a worm. <laughs> yeah, but you can just do it in your hand and do other stuff also. So I really like this one. And and it's also near my desk or I'm uh, taking it with me in my uh, pocket when I'm going for a walk because sometimes I think walks are very scary to meet people even though it's it's daylight. <laughs> so then I'm doing this this in my pocket and yeah. It uh it, gets me calm so that's that's my favorite fidget <laughs> how long have you had it uh i think a year now because i have it from picking me.org oh dot org so i discovered them when i first uh, started posting and then i um, ordered a fidget uh, package so I got a lot of fidgets, also other cool. things. They're also very great, but I like this one. <laughs> a tangle track. That's also on the on your logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you said you bring it with you when you walk. Is that um, because you, you would potentially pick your skin while you're walking, or is it mm. more related to like, how you're feeling overall in your life. more related to just uh, distracted but not that I pick my skin while walking I only do that at home when I'm alone but I get very anxious also it's related to my skin picking that I'm anxious and also anxious when I walk outside sometimes and that's why I bring it with me so yeah do you do you pick um, or pull your hair when others are around you, or just when you're echt, when you're really alone? And because I I can imagine picking in front of others, but I know some people do it on the bus or um, yeah, going outside. I I I don't do that, but I'm curious if you do that. <laughs> Um, I don't. I will only pull home alone. Well, not even. It actually does help when I go, like if I was going on vacation or like staying at someone else's house, I feel like the urge is diminished because mm. I'm outside of my usual environment. But it will always be alone. And it's a combination of like focused looking at myself in the mirror or just kind of mindless while I'm doing something else, like working or reading? Um, yeah, for me, I, I, I can be around people and I'll still be scratching. Like, I think I've um, 
pretty vivid memories or like, um, yeah, like these clear images of I'll be in a, in like a meeting room at work, you know, maybe there's like five or six people in the meeting. And I, I find one of my triggers is, um, like either I want to communicate an idea, but I'm frustrated at myself for like not being able to find the words. Um, and like, I feel like I can't get my point across and then I'll like, yeah, just like start scratching at my skin um, when I'm either trying to explain something or like maybe two people are uh, like they're saying something and I'm like disagreeing with them. And maybe it's like I don't feel brave enough to say, hey, I disagree with that or or yeah, if like things are kind of heading in this direction where I disagree with or I feel uncomfortable with. I think sometimes I, you know, this is part of me getting better at it. I feel like I can say either let that go and be like, you know, Jason, this is not something to be stressed out about. Like, you know, it's okay to disagree with people or it's okay that things don't go your way or, um, you know, it's okay if you, yeah, you, you use these words and the other person misunderstood you. You know, I, I think before maybe I had this fear of being misunderstood, um, and that would cause me to be like, ah, uh, um, and so, yeah, it, it, I, I feel like in some meetings where I would just be scratching in my hand. Um, so I, anyways, so to, to answer your question, yes, I can. Uh, but when you're, <laughs> when you're scratching, do you also look at it or just, just feeling it and also still doing your job? I think talking. Mm. So, yeah. I, I yeah. find it um, Yeah, I, I don't think visual, the visual component triggers me as much as hearing Adele talk about um, her her trick. Uh, I, I get more of this like burning sensation that I just like, th- this burning urge that I need to scratch. Um, and yeah, so I don't, I don't feel like I look at it or I watch myself scratch. Um yeah. Another thing I do sometimes is like when I'm wearing jeans, I put my hands in my pocket. I feel like the the like uh, fringe of the jeans is like rough enough. And if I like if I like push my hand against that, like that also causes enough friction mm-hmm. where when I'm like nervous and I'm like walking and my hands are in my pocket, I can still like and I feel like the urge to scratch i'll like just be like scratching my hand against my jeans it kind of sounds weird um <laughs> but that's also something that i'm I, I can do like in front of other people like we'll just be walking down the street and i'm just like anxious about something um i have this memory of you describing being in a meeting like that but your hands being under the table is it mm. so it's still something is that all the time or was that just in that one story like is it something um, you're trying to hide as well subtle about yeah it it, it does happen um yeah i mean i I think yeah i'll scratch my hand under the table as well or i i like do this a lot (laughs) um and yeah it'll just be like that under the under the table and then i'll like get up and look down and like there's just a bunch of like dead skin over my pants Mm -hmm. or something um anyways (laughs) yeah it's so interesting how it how people have such different experiences and like different um there's different focus on like what is the trigger and what is the feeling of relief or release yeah 
Um, I, I'm sorry, Adele. I don't think we really talked about the logo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't sure if there's anything we wanted to talk about. I, I was really excited to see it. Um, the, I guess the, or it was, um, sort of a spinoff of an original illustration that you had created, Cheyenne. I guess I was just curious about how you selected the, the fidget, uh, toys or like coping pieces that are in the original diagram in the original um well they're my coping mechanisms the fidgets i use but also i remember asking my followers what they used to reduce their picking so i got a bunch of answers and there i picked some of it out like uh, gloves, I never used that, but some someone mentioned it, so I thought it was interesting. And also f- visualize, it was interesting to come up with uh, like uh, encyclopedia uh, way to visualize it, but because that was the inspiration uh, for it. Uh, you see a lot of encyclopedia. Uh, books with that kind of um, illustrations. So mm. I just picked a few <laughs> that I, I I I thought was interesting, and also uh, just everything you can use. Mm. Um, but I came to realization there are so many things you can use. So I I didn't. Uh, put it all in I think but it was it was a good composition and then I just go with it and then I stare at it for too many hours and then I thought yes it's, it's, it's finished um, so that's how I came up with it <laughs> and maybe it's a way to talk a little about my book that I'm working on because that is a page um, for in my book um, I have a lot of subjects in my BFRB, but it's mainly focused on skin picking because I uh, I I have this uh, I I have this. Um, so I have a lot of little subjects be uh, in that subject. <laughs> so like um, talking. Uh, uh, talking about it for the first time but also the fidgets uh, also the the spaces where you're doing it and um yeah also the thoughts and all kinds of little uh subjects in it is a page um so that that i'm working on it it's not finished yet but i graduate with a concept uh, idea for the book and I really want to publish it, but I find it difficult to find time uh, besides work to work on it because it's also still very personal and very, it, it takes a lot of energy to work on it, but I really still love doing it. But um, I, I think it's uh, just a long project that can take some years. I, I hopefully, I it's, it's, I hope it is this year, but I can promise that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. In terms of the the content itself, is it a lot of uh, reflection? Is it research based? Like, I'm curious about 
text that goes along with the illustration. The, the text uh, is with the illustration or a little um, quote, if you can say that. And not for, only from me, because I don't want to make a book that's about me. I want to make a book about, about skin picking. So that's why I asking all those questions to my followers, but also people that I know to just see the overview of how people experience seeing this skin picking disorder and not only from my view, but from everyone's view. So it is kind of like a research because I'm learning stuff every, every day when I open my page that I didn't know. Um, so I, I, I hope I can picture everyone's feelings about this and make a book about it and um, help people with it. And also like your fidget podcast, um, a, a conversation starter. Um, and also I really like this <laughs> sentence. I use that a lot in my uh, presentation in my art academy. I'm, I've made this for my 12 year old self because I've missed this when I was 12 years old and I didn't know what was going on. And I would really loved and helped if there was the book that I'm making right now when I saw. I, I, I think that would help me at that time. Mm. So I'm making that for people who are struggling right now. Mm. Yeah, that's my book. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe with that, that's a, it's a good, um, finishing outro note, um, for, for our episode, uh, everyone please, yes, check out Cheyenne's beautiful Instagram page. Again, that's uh skin picking illustrator. We'll, uh, link to it. I think, uh, we'll figure out how that yeah, works. We'll, we'll tag you. Oh, that's that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I guess with that, uh, check out Cheyenne's great work. Um, if anyone out there has any, um, yeah, questions, notes, wants to start a conversation with us, um, you know, we are here to start conversations. Um, you can email us at fidgetpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I do check it, I promise. <laughs> um, and uh, Adele, thank you for starting our Instagram page, um, which is, I think, just Fidget Podcast. Fidget Podcast, yeah. We also, yeah, we, we check that one once a week just to keep it manageable for us and not an overwhelming task. So be patient. Um, we will respond to your messages and uh, we are happy to, to hear from anyone out there in the community who wants to um, connect with us yeah it's been great to see the response so far like really heartwarming so thank you for that uh thank you so much and i think one final thank you um well again to cheyenne for our logo as thank always you. well thank you forever um and uh i thank you i thank you to thomas who has uh, provided our theme music so yeah really excited about that as well uh, like adele said uh before it was just us talking but now that we have a logo um a music a song it's like wow yes. it's a showdown yes holy cow um, wow who would have thought who would have thought all right. 
Okay.、Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> I wave at no one. <laughs> <laughs>